Next on BYU Sports Nation, how about a new season high in points? Why now is the time for the BYU football offense to break out? But how? Gregor Bell joins us. Where is that defensive havoc rate at, and where does BYU rank nationally? It's another cool thing about Canada and our two-on-one with Corbin Kafusi. Plus, the BYU-Utah State rivalry? Big deal or no deal? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, September 27th, wherever and however you are dialed in, it's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the old wagon wheel historian, Jerem Jordan. We got that old wagon wheel boy right here in <laughs> Studio B. We have the old wagon wheel. It's here. It, it dominates the set. I'm telling you, this thing is really heavy. Like, really heavy. You think it's just a wooden wheel? No, no, no. There's metal involved. This thing is like, what, what would you say, 150 pounds or something? It is. Yeah, maybe more. Good. It is. Uh, it is large and in charge on our set. So we're happy to have the old wagon wheel. Uh, we're going to return it this afternoon, by the way. We used it for BYU football's clients to last night. The team of oxen drove it down from Logan. <laughs> Luckily, no granite was uh, broken. Don't have to redo any buildings. That, the majority of the time, it's been in Provo since 1980, except for four years. So the reason the old wagon wheel isn't a big deal to BYU fans is because it's just always there, right? It's a big deal to Utah State fans. In fact, when they won it uh, in 2010, they drove down on Monday from Logan, <laughs> picked it up, took it back, and delivered it and stopped practice and Utah State like had this big you know uh showing with it with the team BYU's won it so much that it's not a thing people aren't like oh whatever but the team the last several years has gone over to the wheel and made it a big deal this started in 1948 by the way 1948 it's almost 70 years old did it start old was it always so? It's the old wagon wheel. So in 1948, they're like, "This is the old wagon." Now, wheel. Or was they, it the wagon wheel, and then it became old later? Kenny Cox, our friend from BYU Athletics, brought up a good question. Mm. He said, "Now, was it old before? Like you said, yeah, was, it, was old, it old before? Did they pull it off of a 19 or an 1885 Oregon Trail <laughs> hand cart or I, something? I wish it was wagon. the one that Brigham was in when he said, "This is the right place," you know. Now, Which it was epic. then misinterpreted later as being, "This is the place." For some reason, we misquote that, even though we know the quote. Anyway, it's the old wagon wheel. You're it's the, here. You're the historian, man. I, no, I'm not. You are the no. historian. I'm the old wagon wheel. Can we call it old wagon wheel? The old wagon wheel. Instead of old? Yes. Remember, Brooklyn Mendenhall would say old, old miss? Old miss. Instead of ole. Got it. Yeah, I've got a big showdown with old miss. <laughs> <laughs> the point is for BYU football to keep the wagon wheel. Yes, that's the point. And that leads us to our headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. BYU football now two days out from the Friday night showdown with Utah State. Countdown to kickoff will get you ready for the Cougars and Aggies in a battle for this big wheel. Friday, 7 Eastern, That's last the name night. name of it. Sorry. The old wagon wheel. BYU football with Kalani That's Satake. Just, like you're from West Virginia. <laughs> the head coach discussed the feeling at BYU right now approaching this week's game. You know, we, we got them at, a, at the at time where they're hot. And so, uh, you know, they're, they're, we're going to get their best shot. I can guarantee you that. And going up into Logan, 
that's going to be a heated game. I know their fans are excited about this, and so are we. So we're just looking forward to the challenge. It's BYU. the biggest event in Logan all year. It really is. 22,000 at the newly renovated Maverick Stadium. I'm grateful for all of the members of the press that now have a good place to sit in that stadium. And they have, like, uh, non-porta potties ready to go <laughs> this time around, which is awesome. <laughs> also an upgrade. Yeah. Last, uh, last night, the ninth-ranked women's volleyball team beat Pepperdine in four sets. Veronica Jones-Perry. So Copper good. Hill's finest. 23 kills. Freshman Kennedy Redding also recorded a career-high nine blocks. And Cozy Burnett leveraged the karma into a nice match as well. Absolutely. Complete game for Cozy. Seven blocks. She had eight kills. That, there you go. Good to see my boy Steve Vale. On the uh, the call with you, I love me some Steve. <laughs> He's every time I call a match with them, I don't get to do it very often. Yeah. I am reminded why it is so fun. <sighs> he makes the yes. match so awesome. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, nice up!" He's like, "Oh, what an up!" Yeah. He doesn't call a game like anybody else here. I love it. Yeah, very true. Speaking of volleyball and what Steve Vale loves, the U.S. men's national team defeated Guatemala in three sets last night in the Norseca Continental Championship. Former Cougar Taylor Sander had 10 points in that match. And women's golf is in third place after two rounds yesterday at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Tournament. Anna Kennedy, after being on between the lines, uh, leads the way for the Cougars. Tied for fifth at three under. Good luck, ladies, the rest of the way. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Come on, 21! Fact. BYU football has a season high for points scored of 20. 20 points against Portland State in that season opening win. Fact, the Cougars average a nation worst 9.8 points per game. Let's go next level with that in our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Uh, BYU is averaging 6.3 points per game versus FPS opponents. Jeremy, I'm going to need you to say that a little That's bit louder. Okay. BYU is averaging 6.3 points per game versus FBS points. Okay, maybe I didn't want you to say it louder. <laughs> the, <laughs> the offense has a lot to prove this week, right? Against Utah State. It's time. Guess what? This week's opponent is not a ranked Power 5 team. That's great news. I'm super excited about that. No way around it. Five alarm fire numbers for the BYU football offense. But juxtapose those with this fact, Jerem. BYU football has played the sixth toughest schedule in the country according to the reputable Sagarin ratings. Mm. Only one team in the top six of toughest schedules has a winning record. It's Florida at 2-1. and one. And it took the Gators a Hail Mary yes, against Tennessee yes, to do that. Why are we telling you all this? Because it sets the stage for today's Twitter question. How many points will BYU have to score against Utah State to make you feel better about the offense, the offense? as uh, Rick Majerus would say. Use hashtag BYUSN. At our green, huh? A win will make me feel better. Over 35, like Spencer Linton's age. Whoa. I'm not going to say how old. Wow. Will make me feel, but you're close, will make me feel good about the offense. Over 35? Wow. Can beggars be choosers? No. We've not- talked about that a lot this week. So the guy on the side of the road asking for a buck because he needs it. Can he ask for a $100 bill? Why not? Give me 20 I know you got 20 in there. Yeah, not. that's not how I, we do it. I, I think we need to be a little more modest. That's not how we do it. Approach to this. Well, what's the biggest issue with the offense to date? Would you like to hear the head coach's latest opinion? Kalani Sataki gave his insight last night on the matter. 
I think the main issue is in offense is just sustaining drives. Um, you know, trying to get first downs and and get plays, and and, get, and that that will result in, in points. Um, BYU's offense can't stay on the field, and we'll get into that a little bit later in Big Deal No Deal about how many or how few plays BYU's offense is currently running. Yeah, that's an issue per game, among other things. But back to the Twitter question, Jerem. How many points do you need BYU to score to feel better? Okay, 30s feels crazy. I, I don't think it's beyond BYU to do that. I'm just saying what would make me feel better? I'm going Bronco, 24 plus. 24 would feel way better, especially because BYU scored a max of 20. They're averaging six against FBS opponents. Matt Wells, Utah State head coach, made a great point on the show yesterday. He said, BYU's gone up against three of the toughest defenses in the country in LSU, Wisconsin, and Utah. My goodness. We've talked about that. In fact, maybe coming up this week, we'll talk about the role the schedule's played and how everything's gone down. So I'm saying 24. 24 will be a good number for me in the 56 hours from now when the game's played or so. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm close to you on that scale. For me, it's just I want a season high. Okay. So 21? I want more than 20. At least 21 in a win. Okay. You'll feel better with 21. Better but not good, right? What, what's the question? Feel good or better? It is, is to feel better. Feel better. Okay, I feel you. Yeah, 24, like 30, I'll feel good. I'll be like, yeah, let's go. Because, I, listen, Utah State, they've scored an average of 54 points in wins, 10 in losses. So there, there's this huge gap between when they win and lose as how much they score. Yeah. Ultimately, we're talking about a win, but today we're talking about the BYU offense. Right now, BYU a three-point favorite, and most likely this game will be in the single digits, right? Because oh, of margin, not yeah, points. of margin. You have to clarify Sorry. when the team the margin, we cover averages single-digit points. The margin in this game <laughs> will probably be single digits or close to that. I, I don't think I expect either a, team's going to blow the other out. Yeah, I expect a good game. I really do. How about some more perspective, Jeremy? You reference. We'll, we'll get into this. Maybe we tackle this full steam ahead tomorrow about BYU and just how difficult a road they have faced yes. early in the season. We're not willing to admit it. Yesterday, when I was looking at the Sagarin ratings, and I'm looking at BYU's sixth toughest schedule, and by the way, the Sagarin ratings include all FBS and FCS teams. Mm. So there are 255 schedules rated. And I thought, who's the best 4-0 team with the weakest schedule? Let's yes. see what they have done. Yes, let's point a finger at them. South Florida, led by Charlie Strong, fresh off of leaving Texas, 4-0. They're ranked 18th. And I'm like, wow, South Florida, good for them. Their strength of schedule, 138. Mm. There are nine FCS schools, at least, that have a stronger schedule. Well, then. And South Florida. Probably Portland State. They played BYU and Oregon State. Just just humor me here. And, and y'all want you to think about this, BYU fans. Would BYU win the following games that South Florida has played in and won this season? They opened up against San Jose State. Okay. BYU, a BYU opponent. A Utah State opponent. Stony Brook. Who? FCS. A 14-point win for South Florida over... Oh, a commanding win. Stony Brook. Oh, a 14-point win over an FCS team. That sounds familiar. 31-17. Hmm. Illinois, 
And I'm like, oh, a Big Ten team. Okay, that's probably a, a we, decent win. We left that state. Illinois picked to finish 14th out of 14 teams in the Big Ten. Below Rutgers. <laughs> Yikes. Bad times for the Fighting Illini. And then Temple, whose best win this year is an eight-point win over 0-5 UMass. BYU opponent. Okay, BYU would be 3-1, 4-0. At least 3-1, right? Four, chance that they're 4-0, and they're ranked 18th, and everybody's feeling great about life in Provo and the football team, right? Yeah. The schedule has played a huge role in But that. how much? Yeah. We need to discuss this. Yeah. I think we're talking points today. But So how many points would BYU have to score against Utah State to make you feel better? Jerem says 24. I say 21. That's our question. Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Cox Web Dev, another over 30, Jerem. Over 30 to feel We're not better? talking about our demographic here. We're talking about points <laughs> to feel better for BYU against Utah State. Isn't it funny that 30 just seems like mind-blowing? Yes. Uh, it, it, okay, Utah State is solid. I wouldn't say they're a, a tremendous defense. I wouldn't say they're a slouch. I would say they're somewhere in between. I'm interested to see BYU against a team that is more on its level. BYU didn't even compete against LSU in Wisconsin. Utah was more on BYU's level, right? Crowd that helped with that better home. Game. It was exciting. They're down 16-0. They climb back in it. You know, I'm excited to see this. Okay, Coming up, Corbin Kafusi tells us what good came out of the players-only meeting last week. Ah, yes. And next, the radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, with Havoc Rates and a cool thing about Canada. Oh, juicy. This is BYU Sports Nation. With the old wagon wheel. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Why are you looking at me that way? I'm not. I'm just, okay. Because okay. I, I don't know where else to look. Okay. Look no, there. that's fine. You sound like my uh, MTC companion in Sao Paulo. I was like, I look at you while you teach them. And <laughs> Why are you looking at me? Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. How many shows in are we? 1,084, and that's the first time you've asked that question. <laughs> I really don't care. Why are you looking at me? Hey, uh, behind the mic tonight, 8 Eastern time, another compelling and rich episode is on BYU Radio and the app with Greg Rubel. I cannot wait. It's always good. If you miss this, you can download the podcast. They're on demand as well. Long-form interviews. You get to know the people kind of. Beyond the surface level, um, great stories. It's a yes. fun show. It's just different than anything we do. I like, yeah. I like that. Yes. Yeah. Twitter question today. How many points will BYU football have to score against Utah State to make you feel better? 70. About the offense. That would make a lot of people <laughs> feel better. At Burrell Fan one if Wake Forest can score 46, BYU should score in the 60s. Okay, that was a home game. Also the Demon Deacons. Receiving votes. Are receiving votes. Somehow. Or were. I can't remember. When was the last time Wake Forest was good at the football? At the football? Mm. Uh, was Did Tim Duncan play tight end like <laughs> Corbin been a while. against Utah last year? It's been a while. Chris Paul was a running back, I think, for them. But 60s? Man, I'll take half that and feel great. Randolph Childress was a wide receiver. Ooh, nice pull That's there. all three Demon Deacons I know. I'm sorry. Joining us now in Studio B is the man that will go behind the mic tonight at 8 Eastern. He's behind the mic with us. As well. Greg Rebell, radio voice of the Cougars. Greg, great up, to have you Greg? back on the show. Jeff Teague. 
Oh, Jeff oh, yeah, Teague. Jeffrey How do we forget Jeff Teague, who dominated BYU in the Marriott Center? Ish Smith. Ish Smith? Yeah. James Johnson. Oh, James, James Johnson. Yeah. yeah. James well. Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Ish Smith. Short for Ishmael, <laughs> but you know. I would hope. Yeah. That's uh, that's some great polls, Greg. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well done. Well, it's great to talk to you. Good to be with uh, back with you guys. Wake yeah. Forest Sports Nation. Yeah. <laughs> Greg... Tell us about the guest lineup tonight. We talked about the long-form interviews. It's been a lot of fun to just kind of get to know these distinct and, and unique BYU personalities through your show. Like Spencer Linton, who led off last week's oh, show. Okay, yeah. Uh, David Nixon tonight, uh, Ed Eyestone, and Mark Bigelow. Oh, man. What's, what's up with Mark Bigelow, man? We're going to find out tonight. He's still in Washington? He's not. Oh. Stay tuned. Oh, oh that's a great tease. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a great tease. That's tonight, great. 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. Okay, now to our Twitter question, Greg. How many points... Will BYU football have to score against Utah State to make you feel better about the general direction of this team and offense? Well, in the last 30 meetings against Utah State, BYU's averaging about 36 points per game. And uh, that's, you know, they've had a lot of high-scoring games. A few, They've only scored fewer than 20, uh, I think, three times in the last 30 years or so. Wow. So they generally score well against Utah State. Rather than putting a number on it, I want them to score as many points as it will take to get the W. To win the game. <laughs> we, already, we, already know, we already know that Utah State can score some. They were up 55 nothing on San Jose State last week. So if that's who they are, uh, and you know they had a 61-point game against the FCS, they had lower-scoring games against the good FBSs they played, the P5s, uh, but uh, they've improved the ability to score some points. So if you can outscore Utah State, that's good enough for me. We've been talking about the offense the last couple of weeks and the, the whole season about like, okay, they need to get it going. What I think we've ignored is the role maybe the defense can play in helping the offense. Um, there haven't been as many takeaways as last year, and I think maybe that's affected the offense in some way this season. What do you think? So, so last year, only one team had more takeaways than BYU. This year, although it's early, only seven teams have fewer takeaways than BYU. So this has been a, a really drastic shift on that side of, of, of the equation. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, if, if you're, you're number two in the team and uh, number two in the nation in takeaways, you're probably going to have a pretty good record, and they did. They were 9-4 and four last year. You look at the teams who are leading the nation in takeaways right now, and there are a couple of 4-0 and teams. That's generally going to happen. Uh, and, and, you know, combined with the takeaway number is the disruption factor. Uh, Coach Tuiaki, Coach Sataki talk a lot, and Coach Lamb talk a lot about just the disruption element. And we've referenced Havoc Rate earlier yes. mm-hmm. uh, on this program. And that's your, your tackles for loss, your passes defended, which are picks and breakups, and your fum- and fumbles forced. Those are your disruptive plays. Well, last year's Havoc Rate for BYU was over 17%. Almost one in every five plays was some kind of disruption. Mm. Well, this year it's 10%. So one in every ten plays is now disrupted. So that's a, that's also a big component. And uh, and you know, the reason the picks aren't happening is because the disruption's not happening up front. And so they've got to get better up front to help the guys in the back. BYU is having a hard time staying on the field offensively. Yeah. Possession time is uh, is a big thing I'm going to look for as well. What I want to see from the offense at Logan, I want them to have a possession time edge. It's not everything. And there are teams that don't need the possession time edge to score a lot of points. But for BYU right now, I think that's a good indicator of if they're improving is can they stay on the field. They were There's a 12-minute swing from last year to this year in possession time. That's a huge alteration. They were plus five per game. 
and uh, and, and and they're now I think minus seven per game, uh, and, and so it's a 12 minute swing right now uh, in, in in possession time. In fact, it may be even be more drastic. It may be a 17 minute swing, five and then 12. Either way, uh, I, I think that'll be an indicator that they're heading the right direction. They can stay on the field a little more. Uh, Utah State has exactly twice as many first downs as BYU, 43 for the Cougs, 86. For the Aggies, the Aggies had 98 plays in their last game, and BYU is coming off, uh, you know, a game in the uh, the high 40s, I think. So, you know, there there are some indicators that have to flip around, uh, you know, pretty quickly right now. I think for BYU to show they're making some progress in a ball control offense, it is death if you do not have more time possession. It's just it's just bad. So BYU has played this incredibly tough schedule. Sagan ratings sixth toughest schedule. Have we underestimated how hard those three games were and what effect they've had on the season? Because if BYU plays, as Spencer pointed out, South Florida's schedule of Stony Brook and San Jose State and Temple and Illinois. Illinois picked to finish last. BYU the might 10. be 4-0, yeah. and the rhetoric is different. I right? think it'll take us a while to be able to answer that question. Uh, they knew they'd be tough. Uh, and I think no one saw them being this tough because of how, uh, how hard the offense has had it. Uh, and, and so it'll, it'll, it'll take 10, 11, 12 games till we say really what that three-game stretch meant to this team. Was this team just being held back by the, quality, uh, by the caliber of opposition and, and kind of magnified the growing pains? They then settled through. Uh, you know, again, time will tell. But I think a really good indicator is Friday. Uh, now you're talking about a team that historically you play well against. Uh, 30 and 5 in the last 35 meetings against Utah State. Historically, you score well against them. So I, th- I think it's a really good barometer game and will give us an indication of where this team can go uh, for the rest of the season. I think it's a huge game Friday. I, I think so much rides on getting a result uh, on Friday night in Logan. You hosted BYU football with Kalani Satake last night in Studio C. After that show ended what was your feeling like from the coach about the morale and the attitude of the team going into this game well I think he thinks they've done and said the right things since their last game but you could sense and he said it last night you can say a lot of things you and and you can have meetings and you can you can put yourself in the right frame of mind but it still comes down to you need to get the result on Friday night in Logan and so that's what we're all waiting to see is is can they turn it around to the extent where they pick up um, the result they need I think to put this season in a a positive direction he's frustrated uh, uh, and and yet uh, encouraged that uh, you know a, a turnaround is evident and imminent, and he said, and these were his words last night. You know, can't get any worse. You know, they're, they're at a low point right now. It's a really low point for this program, especially on offense. And and so uh, nothing, you know, but but better days can be forecast. Utah Vegas says uh, BYU is a three point favorite against Utah State. How do you feel about this matchup Friday between these two teams at this point in the season? It's more fair for BYU than they've seen in the, in the last few games, and that's all you can ask right now is is, to, is a more accurate representation of who you are and where you are. Um, you know, I think Wisconsin's probably as tough as it gets, O-line, D-line, and uh, the challenge might be a little more, uh, again, fair, I think, for BYU this Friday. The Aggies, on paper, obviously we know that they can score points against San Jose State and Idaho State. What else do they do well? From your preparation, special teams, uh, and that's an area where BYU's been okay, but but not really productive to a point where it's been a, a, an element of, of of their offense or, or their scoring attack. For let's say, Utah State um, hasn't missed a kick. All right, their their two kickers are nine for nine on field goals. 
15 for 15 on PATs, and they've made long field goals. They have a 52-yarder in there. They've got a bunch of 40-yarders in there. BYU doesn't have any of those. Uh, so the kicking game is solid. They favor a pooch kick that against San Jose State resulted in two recoveries. Not onside, but they put it in that soft area at around the 30-yard line. They recovered two of those. They've blocked three punts. So they're disruptive and productive in special teams, and BYU's been neither of those things in the special teams to this point. So if, if you're saying it's more of a 50-50 type toss-up game, a three-point favorite on the road, uh, special teams can, can have a big say in sudden change and, uh, and those kinds of plays that Utah State's been specializing in and BYU not so much. When Utah State gets to the 35, they're thinking of scoring, yeah. and they've been scoring. BYU's got to get inside the 20 to reasonably expect points uh, from their kickers. And, and that, you hope, long-term changes to where you can get a kicker in that is good uh, you know, from, from 40, 45, 50. That hasn't been a regular feature of BYU's offense for a long time. It's a weekly staple. In fact, I would say it's at the heart of what this show is. Uh, oh, let's hope not. <laughs> it's Spencer and I. Also, there's a thing called a cool thing about Canada. <laughs> what do you have for us this week, Gregory? Well, uh, here in the States, uh, we have a thing called uh, Columbus Day, right? October 12th of their about well, Monday. October 9th Monday. this year. Second Monday yeah, in October. Yeah, yeah. The second Monday in October here is Columbus Day. The second Monday in October up north is always Thanksgiving. Canadian Thanksgiving happens on Columbus Day every year. Second Monday in October, Canadian Thanksgiving. Are they grateful Columbus showed up in the West Indies or whatever? We're grateful for different things. Like what? Uh, hockey. Ice and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, maple syrup and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, we do the same things you, we do down here. It's yeah. turkey, it's stuffing, it's mashed potatoes, it's cranberry. It's a couple football games, Thanksgiving Day Classic. Is it yeah. Pilgr- but it's not like pilgrims. It's our own deal, you know? Yeah, but we're thankful. Like we're they thankful. showed up in like Nova Scotia or something? We should all be grateful. Yeah. We should all yeah. be thankful. <laughs> doesn't matter what you're thankful for. Just have a day of thanks. On a That's every, what we're all on about. On a Monday. It's a Monday. On a Monday. Yeah. Would you rather have a? Th- I'd rather have a Thursday off because then I probably have the Friday off too. Well, it's always a three-day weekend. There's always yeah. football involved. It's yeah. Thanksgiving Day in Canada, second Monday in October, aka Columbus Day down here. Uh, again, be grateful. Does Black Tuesday happen after that Monday? <laughs> I don't think that's part of it. No, I mean, yeah. <laughs> again, it's White Tuesday. Also, we don't, we don't we don't hit the we don't hit the stores the next morning. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not really gotta buying for Christmas at gotta that line point. Got to line up at Best Buy on Black We're buying for Halloween. Halloween. We're buying for Halloween. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> I did. Here's what I love about this segment: as the anthem ends, I love the anthem. I always, I, I didn't know that. Like, I, I never know what you're coming up with next. At some point, you may. No, you're not going to run out. You, there's plenty of. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to entertain, but I'm also here to inform. Yes, and educate. <laughs> I thought it was informed for us. Yeah. I want I someone you. to learn. Everywhere, I want someone to come up with something. Yeah. I learned something today. Yeah. yeah. If you see Greg on the streets, he's out at lunch. I want you to tell him. I, w- I want you to tell him. Hey, I learned something today. Thank you. Okay. Do it. Infotainment at its mm-hmm. finest. I'm all about. <laughs> Don't miss Greg Rebell behind the mic tonight. 80s and Six Mountain. Great to have you, Greg. All right, go Cougs. He's one grateful dude. Yes, he's he one is. grateful dude. <laughs> Coming up, is there a QB injury curse in the BYU versus Utah State series? I'd like to not think about that, Jerem. But neither would I. But I was asked. About it. I was asked to mention that. Okay. <laughs> Plus, we go two on one with BYU defensive end Corbin Kafusi. How does number 90 think the offense and defense can work together cohesively? He tells us next. He's really tall. Yes, he is. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio. Simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand anytime, anywhere. And we will be live Friday night, baby, 7 Eastern time for Countdown to Kickoff. 
It is the one-hour live pregame show. Blaine Fowler will be up in Logan covering things for us. Uh, Dave McCann, Brian Logan, David Nixon. Spencer will be preparing for the women's soccer game, which is happening after that. But we will still talk to you live from Southfield coming up Friday uh, for that. uh, uh, 7 Eastern time is the time on that. Got to get that Y factor in, Jerem. Yes. Got to get that Y factor in. Got to get it in. And then 8 Eastern on CBS Sports Network and uh, BYU Radio. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. As Jerem mentioned, BYU football. Just a couple of days away from the showdown on Friday night against Utah State. Countdown to kickoff is the place to see who's warming up, how they look, and have sideline reaction from Blaine Fowler in Logan Friday, 7 Eastern. Last night, BYU football with Kalani Satake in Studio C. The head coach discussing the feeling at BYU approaching this week's rivalry game. You know, we we got them at at the time where they're hot, and so... Uh, you know, they're, they're, we're going to get their best shot. I can guarantee you that. And going up into Logan, that's going to be a heated game. I know their fans are excited about this, and so are we. So we're just looking forward to the challenge. Go Cougs. It's going to be heated? I thought I thought it was going to be cold. Like, what? Did they heat, they heat the field at Maverick Stadium? It's cold or? outside, Jerem, but oh, the action is heating get up. Get out of here, anchor boy. <laughs> the ninth-ranked women's volleyball team beat Pepperdine in four last night. Veronica Jones-Perry, one of the greatest athletes ever out of Copper Hills, and there have been <clears throat> a lot had 23 kills. She's awesome. Freshman Kennedy Redding also recorded a career-high nine blocks in the match. Huge match for the ladies at San Diego, who's ranked 17th on Friday night. BYU had 17 team blocks in that match. 17. That's a really high number. Yeah. Carl McGowan would be proud. Not bad. U.S. men's national volleyball team defeated Guatemala in three sets last night in the Norseka Continental Championship. Why are we telling you about this? Because former Cougar Taylor Sanders scored 10 points in that match. Uh, Because you love the country, that's why. Women's golf is in third place after playing two rounds yesterday at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Tournament. Two BYU golfers are in the top 10. Not bad. Corbin Kafusi, as you mentioned before the break, Jerem, is really, really tall. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you imagine him in cleats and pads? What if he played basketball? Man. <laughs> I think BYU would have a great chance to beat Gonzaga if he did they, that. I'm pretty sure they won the last three games with him in Spokane, so that's why he retired, because he's like, I'm going out a winner. Corbin Cafusi's I'm out. basketball I legacy. out. 3-0 in Spokane. What will Corbin Cafusi's lasting football legacy be at BYU? We go 2-1-1 all access after practice with the BYU defensive end. Corbin, what's the best part about having a bye week as a football player? I'd say the best part is probably just preparing yourself for the next game. And you have a lot more time. More than anything, you can really evaluate things. You know, the season goes so fast. Every week it's like, okay, you got to watch a whole other team and, you know, hours of film about that team. And so you feel like you can't really go over the things that you miss. So the bye week is the perfect time for that. I rarely feel like a hobbit, but right now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're – Maybe we should. Yeah, well, you're in your heels, so I feel like I'm five seven or something right now. Um, what What's the biggest challenge of being a six nine or six ten football player? Pad level, easily pad level because you know it's when you're tall, you want to be tall, so you stand up. But that's opposite in football. You want to be low, as low as you can, have leverage, and so that's that's my biggest difficulty. Hey, uh, unless you're trying to block a kick, then you won't get up. That's like one of those rare times. I'm like, yes, get to use it. So. It's good. Is there anybody on the football field that you have stood next to in your entire BYU career and felt small? Oh, we all know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> big Mo Techie Eye, man. Okay. My brother Mo. Just because he's just so big. 
Like he's just so, he's a presence. You know, he's not as tall as me, but I look over and I'm like, that's a big guy. <laughs> <laughs> the fan base, uh, you know, wants wins. You guys want wins. Everyone wants wins. So what's kind of the attitude of the team now that you're off the bye week, you're in a game week, and you're trying to rebound from a one and three start? I think you kind of have to come into it with just chip on your shoulder a little bit. You know, you can't come off the bye week and kind of be chill. You know, there has to be some intensity. There has to be a mindset that we're going to win, but it's not going to be given to us. Like, we have to go and take the win. And so that's been huge for us this week. Much has been said about the players-only meeting. What was your feeling when you left that meeting uh, with your brothers on the football team? It was it was pretty neat. You know, the feeling was, like, let's go practice. Or, you know, it's still like 8, 9 o'clock at night. It was like, let's go lift. I don't know. Let's go hit a punching bag you know everyone's just so hyped up and that was the best part about it is that kind of got everyone going you know gets the wheels turning so it was at night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium who who informed the team that hey we're gonna have this meeting uh it kind of I think some of the our captains told the coaches and then in turn they sent it out on the big team group text like meeting at the stadium players only did did anyone that wasn't a player try and get in you're like hey hey players only (laughs) Thank goodness, no. But <laughs> I would have loved to see what happened if someone tried. Jared to get was in. upset he didn't I, get invited. Yeah, I wanted to. Be in. Yeah, someone scaling the side of the, the stadium, you know. Players only. Yeah, yeah. How long did that meeting last? And and what was it like? Was it an open forum? I mean, how how did that go? Uh, you know, we like to keep it pretty close to the chest, and so you know, it was mostly just players talking. You know, there's things that we need to resolve as players, and that's a big part of what a team does. You know, it's not just. The coach is trying to resolve things. It's we got to resolve things ourselves with them. How has that manifested itself this week during practice? I think everyone's a little bit more, you know, on edge. Everyone's running around a lot harder. You know, we're, we might be getting in each other's faces, but you need that. When you look at the next opportunity, and I'm glad it's a Friday game. It's one less day you have to wait, right, off a of bye week. Um, Utah State, big game. They're hungry. BYU's been in this situation in 2010, 1-3 going up there. How do you guys avoid a one and four start and get to two and three and get back uh, to winning ways? I think the biggest thing is just focusing on this game and kind of what I was saying before about having an edge. Like you have to go into this game with it's a totally, I guess not a completely different mindset than any other game, but there has to just be more of that hunger for the win. Utah State puts up 61 points on San Jose State. What have you seen on film that causes you some concern and? It's kind of made you think, okay, we've, we've got to execute at a high level to, to beat these guys. I think just, you know, watching their offense in general, they want a pretty, it's pretty quick in the way that they do things. You know, their passes are fast, so they're trying to get the ball out quick, and, you know, they're trying to do these little screens on the side and whatnot. And so the biggest thing for us is not only playing our technique, but reacting fast enough to what they do. How can the defense help the offense and vice versa? Because it is a team game, although there is kind of a distinction between the three units. Yeah, I think, first of all, turnovers. That's huge, and we haven't been getting enough on defense. And so if we can get turnovers for the offense, give them good field position, if we can even score with a turnover, that's huge. You know, it gives the offense, you know, something to play harder for. And then also just field position. It's, it's nice that, you know, they can drive all the way down the field like they have in other games that we've played recently, and then we stop them or they just get a field goal, and it's like – Sweet, we held them to a field goal, but that's not good enough. You know, you have to stop them deep in their own territory so they're kicking to the 50, and the offense just has 50 yards to go. So right before the half, um, do you want to be the Tomasi Laule of 2017 who returned a fumble all the way? You know, we watched that over and over again, you know. that We're like, dang, Masi, you can run with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, if that happens, that'd be great. When you look at 
what BYU football wants to become. And the coaches have been kind of outspoken, especially after the Wisconsin game. Like, look, we we aspire to be a, a team like that. What did you learn from a team like Wisconsin that will help you be better as the rest of the season progresses? The big thing I saw with Wisconsin is just their high level of like execution and just discipline. And not only that, it's just you could just feel that they wanted it so bad. And it's not that we didn't want it, but, you know, for a big team to always come with that feeling of, like, they want it. You know, when the guys are blocking you, they're, you know, they're kind of growling. They're going after it. And so we got to have that same mentality. Yeah, you obviously want sacks, but is the pressure on the quarterback kind of where you want it or where do you guys want to be? We always want to have more. You know, there's not enough sacks. There's not enough pressure. So that's something that we definitely need to work on. And I think – even more than that, this game specifically, I think we need some bat downs because they're going to go with a lot of quick passes. It might be out before we can even get three yards up the field, even if we're not blocked. And so it's like we got to get our hands up and make sure that those quick passes don't get out very far. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're the last person to have a quarterback sack for this BYU football team, right? Yep. And so we got to change it. Yeah. we got to change it, man. Yeah. Uh, give us an idea of on this team right now like you said at 1 and 3 the the urgency the motivation that you guys have cuz some teams at 1 and 3 would be like what are we playing for yeah. so what what's what's kind of the energy level you guys have right now i think it's you know you kind of get back to it's the whole idea of like an animal gets back in the corner and you think a lot of people might think that it's over and that's for me that's my favorite part, place to be it's when no one thinks you can do it everyone's giving up on you cuz that's when that's when you can shine. And so I think that's where our team is right now, and we need to have even more of that coming up for the rest of the week is that, you know, who cares what everyone else thinks because we know what we can do and we're going to do it. What do you feel like a win would do for this team psychologically? I think it would be huge. Uh, I think just going into the rest of the season, that's huge for us, especially against Utah State because they're not, you know, they're not an easy team. Like you said, the San Jose game, wow, they played great. And so if we come in with a victory – that would just change, I don't know. I think it would get more people to buy in. Sure. Uh, last year you said that Bronson was like texting you every day. You were communicating every day. He's playing now, so I'm, I wonder how much time he has, but what's the communication like now with Bronson? It's, uh, it's the same. I still get calls from him every day. Probably going to walk to the locker room right now, get a call from him and <laughs> hear about it. But it's, it's really good. And the fun thing is now I can ask about his team. You know, Instead of him being injured, asking about what he's doing, it's more of, What's your team like? What's our team like? Is that a is that a must bring back something from London for you situation from him? Um, wait, say that one more. Does time. he need Does he need to have bought you something uh, in, from in London? London? You know, I don't I don't expect anything from him. That's, <laughs> I just a phone call. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't want him to have anything on me. He's already good enough brother as is. So, <laughs> oh, okay. fit no favors. I you owe me no favor. Okay, at least you're taller than him, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how how is the uh, what is your mom worried about right now more? Her son's play on the field or the election in Provo from mayor, right? Yeah. Um I think ooh, that's hard because more than like the way I play, she's just worried about my physical well being on the field, you know. She to be honest, she could care less how well I do. Like she cares, but it's more of if I come out and I'm injury free. That's what she cares about.
Because she needs your you to do stuff for the election. Is that <laughs> maybe? No. <laughs> yeah, but so she's she definitely just cares about my physical well being, and the election's huge though. So we're excited. Yeah, Mayor Kafusi has a nice ring to it. Right? Yes, it does. There's some positive PR from family members. Yeah, that to, might be uh, your nickname if yeah. your mom wins. Like you're the mayor now, the mayor <sighs> of BYU mayor's football. Son, you know, I gotta be on my best behavior. You know, <laughs> first family of Provo. Yeah, exactly. Corbin, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. We haven't done this a lot with the football yeah, team. Maybe that's on us. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. We need to step up our game. Yeah. Let's, hey, let's have a uh, host-only meeting. We're going to have a host-only meeting. You're not invited. Okay. <laughs> let's, let's distribute the karma. Okay, let's do okay. It. We're distributing the BYU Sports Nation oh, karma. Good, good. We need that. No. <laughs> Corbin, thanks for the time, man. Hey, thanks, guys. BYU Football All Access 2-on-1 with Corbin Kafusi. I'm glad we had that host meeting live during that interview. Yeah. Karma distributed. Let's go. He's really tall. My eye line was like 45 degrees. <laughs> Hey, what's up, man? I look like a hobbit there. He's also standing closer to the camera, which accentuates. Yeah, let's mention that. (laughs) The size differential. Uh, Just a lot stronger. He's massive. Yeah, Yeah, he's put on like 40 pounds since he played basketball. Well, so have we combined. Yeah, that's true. How many points will BYU have to score against Utah State to make you feel better about that football offense at Twiggy or Stone? 30-plus. I do not think this will be necessary to win, but this would be the level needed to make me trust more in the offense. That's fair. That's fair. 30-plus. It's not, it's not crazy. I'm just saying, when you've averaged 9.8, and you always played a tough schedule, I'm just not sure I can be like, yeah, 30. I just want a season high in a win, which 21. would be 21. Low. Mine's not as low, but still low. Coming up, Taylor Sander gets it done with Team USA, and the ninth-ranked women's volleyball team takes care of business. No trap game for the ladies. Plus, is the BYU-Utah State rivalry a big deal, Jerem? The wagon wheel's big, I'll tell you that. Yeah. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on (laughs) BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Well, it is show 1084, so I thought I'd throw you some daggers. Yes, it is, and we have an extra show Saturday. But it's not extra. It's part of our lineup. The countdown to conference, we like to call it. BYU Sports Nation special (laughs) coming up on Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That is one hour before LDS General Conference. We will tell you who's in, who's out, what's the injury report in the second quarter of the 70. Uh, It's coming up Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Now, listen, this show... So-and-so's out with a sore larynx. This show carries some serious intrigue because of what happens on Friday night. Yes, it does. You're gonna want you're gonna want to watch Saturday no matter what. 11 a.m. Eastern on BYU TV. How many points will BYU have to score on Friday night against Utah State to make you feel better about the BYU offense on Saturday morning at Razor Coog 24 plus? Yeah, with you, Jaron. Yeah, Bronco. Broncoism. Let's see some exciting plays, some trickeration, mm-hmm. something to juice up the players and the fans. Amen. Some athleticism, y'all. Ra- Razor Coog at Pink Razor Coog in 2007. <laughs> yes. Nicely played. Free from the mall. Nope. Big deal, no deal is up next. Big deal. No deal. Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one. Big deal, no deal. The BYU-Utah State rivalry. It used to be uh, no deal. But to me, it's a big deal because Utah State has ruined BYU's life in eight all of its cake, eating all of its cake, 
in recent memory. 2010 and 2014, there were a few slip-ups, and those really hurt, okay? So to me, it's a big deal. And guess what? BYU's 1-3. This game is big. Yeah, it's a big deal in 2017. And for the majority of the time recently, I think it varies year to year based on what the teams are doing when the game happens. This year, it's a very big deal for BYU and Utah State. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Don't want to talk about this too much, but the BYU QB curse against the Aggies. No deal. That was Taysom Hill. He's not here anymore. No deal. Yeah, no deal. Bo Hodge is the guy for BYU. Bo Bo Hodge. There it is. Now, if heaven forbid something happens in this game to either quarterback. Why did we even bring this up? To either quarterback. Why did we even bring this up? I don't know. Matt Wells kind of did yesterday in our interview. And he's like, it's been kind of a weird thing, huh? Well, we brought it up. That's true, because who's, we brought up Chucky e. Keaton. This up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no deal. No deal. Please, no deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU is last in FBS at 51.7 offensive plays per game. This oh. segment stinks, man. Yeah, this is the worst. <laughs> The worst big deal, no deal ever. Big, let's play big wheel, no wheel. Uh, since we have it in here, uh, this is a big deal. If you can't, if you don't have enough plays, you ain't scoring, dog. But you're not scoring in three play drives right now. Can BYU win a game if they run 52 plays against Utah State or no. any team? No, no, it bulk control, time deal. possession. Yeah, yeah, big deal. 100%. BYU's got to have at least, at least 60 plays to have a shot against Next Utah. Day. at least what. Right? There's not one you play for, for every you hope for second seventy minute. You hope for seventy, at at least sixty. Fifty one point seven. Yikes! Number four. All right, let's bring it up a little bit. Ramp it up just in the Woo! positive level. Okay, okay. Big deal, no deal. BYU climbs three spots in the bottom twenty-five. College Come football on, poll. really? Come on! I'm throwing the flag on that. Yeah, yeah. Bottom twenty-five. Really? We're mentioning this again. I leave for one week. All of a sudden, bottom twenty-five is the thing on this program. No deal. Climbs three spots. Yeah, well, at least BYU is getting closer to falling out of the bottom 25, right? <laughs> I'll take it. It's some form of positivity. It's it's moving in the right direction. Big deal because BYU is really? closer. Three spots. Closer to moving. being outside of the Barely bottom moving. 25. It could be worse. It could be worse. So I'll, ta- I'll take that. it. Okay? Number five. It's positive momentum. You're going in the right direction. You're climbing that mountain one step at a time. Three spots this week. Three, Three spots. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> Last one. Big deal, no deal. The old wagon wheel in studio is not up to date. Uh, this is a big deal, Jeremy. Big I think deal. we need to do something okay. about it. Explain to the people the issue while I update it. So every year there is markings that are placed on the old wagon wheel to update it with the final scores of BYU and Utah State. 2014, 15, and 16 are not there. One, how does Utah State not put on one of the rare wins they've had since 1980? 2015, BYU scored 51 in a win in Logan, and last year's 28 to 10 win for BYU in Provo. Now it's updated, okay? And it yeah. should go to it should go to the stadium like this. This the independent money got us some of these sticky notes put on there. Doesn't it and just the feel Coast right? Conference it feels probably. right now. Yeah. I don't. You know what? I'm taking 2014 off. <laughs> so it's updated through 2016. Sands 2014. The sticker has been removed. Off the old wagon wheel. 20, 2014. 
ruined all of our lives. <laughs> That's where are they going to put the new markings? By the way, it's like they're out of room. Is put them on, on the other side. Of go the on the wheel. other side of the wheel. This is poorly maintained. Come on, it's been happening since 1948, man. The old wagon wheel. <laughs> yeah. Who like who's in charge of updating this? Oh, by the way, they are this afternoon for real. They are updating the uh, plaques on it. And where are they going to go? Yeah, where are the placards going to go? I don't know because they run into f- 1948 after 2013. So y- you would think it has to go on the back side of the wheel, right? It's it's a good thing that 2014 is going but, on the back side of the wheel, so yeah, nobody can somebody's see. Somebody's doing it. it. That's the good news. <laughs> hey, coming up, Copper Hill's finest goes off again. And today's elite tweet. How many points does BYU need to score to make you feel better? And who deserves the elite tweet of the day? 85. This is BYU Sports Nation. Wagon wheel! BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com. For help when you need it most. School's in session, people. And in Studio B. Thanks to today's guests, Greg Rebell and Corbin Kafusi. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Brian Billick, Brian Logan... Micah, don't call me Mika Simmons, Simon, and Dennis Pitta from the States. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Two days away, Jeremy. Two days away from Utah State on Friday night. Countdown to kickoff gets ready at 7 Eastern Friday night. Offensive lineman Kia Norman named a semifinalist for the William V. Campbell Trophy. Yes. The award recognizes an individual as the absolute best football scholar athlete in the nation. Well, then. Whoa. Volleyball. That's right. Women's volleyball team beat Pepperdine in four sets last night. Veronica Jones-Perry led the Cougars with 23 kills. Freshman Kennedy Redding also recorded a career-high nine blocks in the game. The U.S. men's national team defeated Guatemala in three sets last night in the Norseca Continental Championship. Taylor Sander, repping the Y, scored 10 points in the match. Golf. The women's team's in third place after playing two rounds yesterday at the Coeur d'Alene Collegiate Tournament. Anna Kennedy leads the way for the Cougars. Time for fifth and individual play at three-under. Uh, the latest uh, two players in the top ten as well. Nice. All right. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Goes to Julian Riley, who happens to be directing our show today. He's also the one that got us the wagon wheel for last night's BYU Football Claims Talk. And in studio, it's fun to have the old wagon wheel Ish. in studio. And now it's updated, kind of. <laughs> take it back like that, please. <laughs> Whatever we do, just take, take it back like that. <laughs> How many points will BYU have to score against Utah State to make you feel better about the offense? Our elite tweet of the day, at Hot Wings 85. Over 30, like the single adult ward I should be attending. (laughs) (laughs) The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSA. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremiah and Spencer. Shout out to Mike Ulufale. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Old Wagon Wheel! Old Wagon Wheel!